If you were able to walk into a room confident that you would be well-received, seen, heard, and appreciated by others, and all it took was a few changes in how you navigate your everyday relationships, would you be willing to make those changes? It is possible to be both fully authentic and to experience the best relationships of your life. Now, here is the host of Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert, Michaela Gaffin-Stone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Navigating Complicated Relationships. This week's episode is all about finding your life's purpose, and we're going to go a bunch of different directions with that one because that's how I roll. First, I would like to give a shout out to my husband, Adam Gaffin, because he spent a big chunk of this morning. His purpose was to get all the tech issues sorted out with my computer so that I could actually be here. And he did a fabulous job and here I am. So without his sense of purpose this morning, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. So let me ask you a question. Do you feel as though your life's purpose is hard to find and, you know, maybe you're even questioning if there is a purpose? Um, I'm going to be looking at human design today as one of the ways that you can find your purpose and see what you think of it. We'll, we'll get into that in more detail. I don't want to say too much right now. Um, but human design is your blueprint for success in life, right? It's your energy patterns. It works, work, it's what works for you. You know, it's a pity the tech couldn't fix my uh, speaking this morning. So it's what you're here to do and what lights you up, what's working for you. So when you're doing things that are difficult and you're struggling and you're pushing and pushing and pushing and you think, well, if I just try harder, I'll get there, then, you know, I'm here to tell you that's probably not the case. The, the signs are that the thing you think is yours to do isn't and you're pushing on the wrong door. It needs to be pulled. Or maybe it's somebody else's door and you need to turn around and find another one. So human design is going to give you some keys to unlocking the correct big, beautiful door that's yours that allows your gifts to flow. So we're going to get into that in a little bit, but I want you to be aware that with your blueprint in hand, you have so much to do with it, so much power, so much choice, because you can see, oh yeah, I have these gifts and I can use them in these ways. You have more choice when you know these things for sure. And you can be sure because you get to test them. When you know those things, you can really open up so many possibilities for you. So I'm Michaela Gaffin-Stone. I'm a board certified behavior analyst and I'm also a human design expert. And I'm here to use mostly the human design today. See if you can pick out where the behavior analysis comes in. So life's purpose. We hear that a lot, but what does it actually mean? And does everybody have one? Which is kind of a good question, right? Because some people can meander through life and they say, no, I don't. I'm not here to do anything in particular. I'm just here. Um, and maybe that's how they feel. And maybe for now, that's where they are, you know. But if they know their human design, they're going to have a more clear view of what that purpose could be. And maybe they're missing the mark and that's why they're feeling disengaged. So when you're looking for your purpose, it's what, what's your big 
thing? What's your big intent? The thing that when you leave this planet, when your time here is done, if you had a day to look back, you could say, you know what? I aced it. I totally did the things I wanted to get done. And you don't have regrets at the things you didn't do. Now, that can be that your life's purpose is to travel and experience all the things and then to take what you've learned from your travels and give that information, something that you really learned that was helpful, put that information into a format that other people can access. I'm going to get into which gate and which channel, if you have it, this is something that you're likely to want to do. Can that be a purpose? Sure it can. Why not? We, we do tend to get distracted with this popular notion that a purpose is altruistic. And I can't quite remember the Heinlein quote, but there is one that basically says altruism is not true. It's, you know, everything we do, we do for our own benefit. And if you think about it, that's that's absolutely true. We do. Even if you're somebody who works in charity. I went to work in an orphanage in Bangladesh and I had a great time. I went because I thought I would have a great time. I thought I would enjoy working with these kids and being helpful. And I had a skill set, which at the time was tropical diseases nursing. And I had this skill set that I could take to them and use. So why would I not do that? But was I earning brownie points for heaven? No, I was doing it because I thought I would really enjoy it. And I can tell you, I learned so much from that experience that it, it was fantastic. So does that mean that my purpose there was any less? I would say not. I was just pretty clear about why I was there. And I was there for the kids, but because I wanted to be, right? We don't choose things that we think are going to make us miserable unless you have some kind of problem that needs working on, you know, some sort of mental health issue or something, because we're not as human beings wired to do that. So your purpose doesn't have to be this big altruistic thing of, you know, creating, uh, getting rid of world hunger, for example. Cool, but unless you actually have a plan and you're motivated to grow the food or challenge the companies that cause all sorts of chemical problems in our soil and don't let us grow healthy food, then, you know, is that really your purpose or is that something that sounds good? Is that something that someone else told you was good? So when you're looking at your life's purpose, even before you do human design, you can look at your values. What is actually truly important to you. And again, these are not buzzwords like everybody says, honesty, integrity, um, stuff like that. You know, I, can't, I can't think of others right now, but the, there are a few that everybody trots out, right? And if you look at a company's values, they usually have the same ones. Um, but do they really? Could they define them? Do they tell you what they mean by those or does it just sound good? So actually, what are your values? And how you look at that is where do you spend your time and your money? Where does your effort go? Those are the things that you value. So if your time, money, and effort is on travel, then that would be a value. That's something that you are prepared to really work on. Um, if you love dogs and you have this huge 
sanctuary with, you know, 200 dogs in it, then I'm going to say that's a value, you know, looking after animals, that specific kind, that would be a value. So where do you spend your time, your money, and your effort? And what excites you in the morning, if anything? If you're not a morning person, you might not be that excited, but what would you get out of bed for? You know, what do you wake up and think, oh yeah, I get to do that today. That's so cool. Those things are your values. So if you're waking up in the morning with nothing really to look forward to, nothing's exciting, nothing's making you feel like today was a day worth doing, then it might be time to look at your values and see where you're not being honest with them and you're not sort of feeding them, if you will, and maybe check your human design as well and have a look where you're going in the right direction and where you've gone off track. And what happens with going off track is this is where conditioning has come in. Other people, particularly when you're a child, will tell you, these are the things that are important. These are the things you should do. And as you're getting should on, they're giving you all these ideas. And of course, you believe them because you're, you're a kid. And, you know, yeah, why would they tell you incorrectly? And to be fair, I don't know that they are intentionally telling you anything that's incorrect. But in parents' cases, they, they will often tell you what they wish they'd done. And then they want you to go do it because it's so cool, right? But maybe that's really not for you. If you have the heart and soul of an artist and your parents want you to be a doctor, and I, I actually know somebody who fit this category, then you make a very miserable doctor. And you might know your stuff, but are you really there for the patients fully if actually you'd rather be painting? So these are the ways where we can get derailed and conditioned into doing things that are not our life's purpose. They're not what we're here for. They're not what we want to do. Another question for you. What do you think about evolving purpose? Because often the notion is that you have a purpose, that's it. And you're going to go from here to here and, and that's how it works. It's just one purpose, single line, off you go. But is it? Is any of life like that? I mean, really, we evolve all the time. That's at least hopefully we do. That is sort of the, the point of growing is to evolve at the same time, not devolve. So what does your purpose grow into as your capacity grows, as your knowledge grows, as your time and ability grows, you know, um, what you want when you're 15 isn't what you want when you're 20 or 25 or 30 and so on. You can keep, you know, you can go all the way through the years on that one, but things change and they shift and we evolve. So your purpose would too, right? And sometimes it can take a left turn or a right turn from the directions you thought you were going in. And that can be that you've actually now gotten on track. Doesn't mean what you did before wasn't valuable. That's a different thing. But it might not be what really sits well inside of you. You'll know if you're doing the thing that really lights you up because you feel it. It's from inside out. And someone in the chat just said, I feel I'm evolving in the direction I had chosen to go in from my original blueprint. And it's a very interesting path. That's 
fabulous. I mean, that's that's the optimal, right? Is to evolve on the path that is correct for you. And we all have something different. So why would you care about having a purpose if you feel that you don't currently have one? Well, think of what you might be missing. If you have that sense of something to do that's worthwhile, then, you know, that that gives you meaning in your day, doesn't it? I know when I was in Bangladesh and I was working in the orphanage and I also ran a medical clinic and that's another story, but while I had those two things juggling, I didn't have a day where I didn't think my day was worth doing because I made a difference for somebody every day. And that is one of the things that I value. I like that. It makes me happy. You know, it's, I'm not earning brownie points for heaven, as I said. It's what makes me happy. It is part of my purpose. So that feeling of, yeah, today was worth doing. Today was worth getting out of bed for. I, I am here and of value. That's a great feeling. So if you're not feeling those things, would you like to? Are you interested to go through your human design, perhaps, and have a look and see where those things are? Because I have a few examples for you today to to illustrate the point. But when you look at your human design chart and you have that reading, actually two, two readings gives you all the information. When you have that done, you get themes. Themes run through people's charts a lot like uh, a river or a golden thread or something like that. You know, you do your own image, but they can intertwine, they can separate, they can meet, they can diverge. And these themes shift depending on how you connect them to each other. And you can use them in so many different ways. So if you're a storyteller and you're also an educator, and then you also do public speaking, then you have different ways you can use those skills, right? All of this is actually contained in your human design chart, can you imagine? So this is something that if you haven't had that looked at yet in depth, then you are missing out and it's all there for you. This is actually the manual that you arrived with. So after the break, which is coming up very quickly, we will look at a few examples of human design and how that plays out for you or potentially plays out for you because you always have choice, right? You can choose to use things the way they're designed or not. It doesn't alter the fact it's there, but you have a choice. So don't go anywhere. Stay right here on Navigating Complicated Relationships, Inspired Choices Network, and I will be back. Don't go away. Bring your notepad. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Michaela Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at gaffinstone.com. Now back to the program. Hey, welcome back to Navigating Complicated Relationships. And today we're talking about your life's purpose. I'm Michaela Gaffinstone, and you can find me all over the place on the internet. I am on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Just look up my name, Michaela Gaffinstone, and there I am. Really easy to find. Now, we're going to go into a little bit of human design to give you some examples. And I began at the top, the crown or the head connected to the Ajna, which is also known as the mind. And the channel 63 to 4 is the one I'm looking at. So if you have a chart, you can check that out and see if you have that particular one. If you don't, don't worry, there's more examples coming. And I made some notes because I didn't want to miss anything out. So this is in the understanding circuit, and that means that it's just basically part of how you understand the world, how you're going to work through uh, logically. Now, this is the channel of logic, but you have to use it carefully because logic has a wonderful way of going wrong with confidence, right? You follow this beautiful logical path step by step by step, and it, it looks like it should work wonderfully. And it does. It gets you there. The question is, where does it get you? Did you want to go to the swamp or did you actually want to go to the palace? Logic will take you where the steps go. It won't necessarily take you to where you want to go. This particular channel asks constantly what, what comes next, why, what to do about it, where's that going to go, what will it look like, what's my next move? Lots and lots of questioning. And that questioning can be used to help other people. You can help them to examine why are you doing that? What's happening there? What, where's this going? You know, you can bring your questions and you have good questions with this channel. They are worthwhile questions. So those logical answers that you can get from these wonderful logical questions can be helpful, but you've got to be careful where you're using them. And don't use them in absence of your body's knowing, right? We all have a different way to make decisions. And if your body is screaming a certain answer at you, but logic tells you otherwise, let the logic go and listen to your body because it is telling you. Now, if you've already had some human design work done, then you know what I'm saying. If you haven't, then this probably sounds a little weird, but think about gut instinct, right? We, we often talk about that. Oh, I had a gut feeling about that. You bet you did. 70% of the population are going to have gut feelings that are actually telling them, yes, that's a great idea, or mm -mm, no, do not do that. Just because it seems like a good idea doesn't mean it is. It means somebody else has given you that information. Somebody else's purpose has been given to you as if it's yours. So 
you know, your channel of logic can help you to question that and to look at it and really see, does that fit me? Does that fit in with what I know about what I like to do? Now, this channel also has a fear that can surface between the question and the answer. There is a little gap. And that little gap is called doubt. So you have the ability to reach logical conclusions wonderfully, but these doubts are going to lead to more and more questions. So with this particular channel, if you have this one, not getting into a spiral of endless questioning is going to be your friend, right? All of that is from two gates that complete one channel all of that information. But it's good for you to know that if you are somebody who's endlessly questioning, and maybe as a child, you were told, stop asking questions. I've told you this is what it is. Do it this way. There you go. This is why you're asking questions. It's not incorrect for you. And it can help you to get clarity. It can help you to lead to solutions. And you can help other people with this. So there are many ways that you can work with that channel for yourself and for others. So moving back to examining what does purpose mean, just just for a minute or two, let's just play with that because I don't know that we went fully into it. So your purpose could be in the form of you making a contribution. What, What contribution do you want to make? That could be your art. It could be your music. It could be your writing. I mean, we need world-class authors. We need people who write books to have us think, to provoke, to sometimes to comfort, to take you to a different place for a little while. You know, we need that. We need art to look at and enjoy and see that it's beautiful. Everybody needs music and we need to be able to dance. So, you know, all of those are a very real contribution. Or can you help people to organize in a more efficient way than they currently are? There's lots of ways to make a contribution. Can you contribute to furthering knowledge in some way? Now, this is where, funnily enough, a lot of people who are on the autism spectrum can step up and make an incredible contribution because they think differently. Someone with autism is looking at what we see from a very different perspective. And they're seeing detail and information that the rest of us tend to miss. We just don't have that focus, that capacity. We wouldn't have internet without autism. You know, what else would we not have? And what else are we not getting if we try and make someone with autism fit into that small box that other people are in? So, you know, making a contribution, Who can make a contribution? Is that you? It could be. Is that something that lights you up? Or do you maybe want to prioritize home and family? Is that your purpose? Are you a very family-oriented person and you want to do the very best you can for everybody in your environment? Wow, that's so cool. And how can you do that on a larger scale maybe if you want to, if you want to do that later? I would say that somebody whose purpose is attached to their career, you know, finding career success can be a purpose. But again, this is one that you need to tread a little warily because once you retire, where are you then? What's your purpose at that point? And there's been research that has shown people who heavily identify 
with their workplace and their job at workplace tend to not do too well when they retire. You know, their lifespan doesn't tend to go as long as they thought it would once they retire because the the meaning has gone, the who I am in the world filtered away and now somebody else is wearing that crown and what are you doing? So if when somebody says, who are you or what do you do? And your first thing is to say what your job is. I invite you to look at that and and think about it. Is that you or is that just something you do? What else do you have? What would your purpose be? That could be a way to introduce yourself. You know, I'm, I'm here to make a change in parents' lives so that they raise their children to be happy, functional human beings who can improve the planet rather than make it worse than it already is. That's a statement. And, you know, people might look at you sort of, huh, that wasn't what I asked. But, well, it was. You know, it's a, it's a bit like when someone says, how are you? If they only want the answer, I'm fine, then maybe they need to rework the question because these days some people answer that question. I'm people. I'm one of those. If you ask me how I am, I'm likely to tell you. So don't uh, don't ask if you don't want the answer. So finding career success, okay, up to a point. Living authentically, okay. Well, how how do you put that into purpose? Well, that's the thing. You find out what is authentic for you. And maybe, you know, if you have gate 35, for example, everybody get charts, have a look. If you have gate 35 activated, then you get wisdom from experience. Wow, that's such a fun one. So experiences teach you about yourself. They, you know, you you often can think, you know, in that situation, you look at what somebody else has done and you think, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I'd have done it this way. And you, you're full of knowing what you would have done, except honestly, you have no idea until you're in that situation yourself. You know what you'd like to think you'd do, but you don't know how you'd show up because you're not in those circumstances, right? The experience gives you the wisdom that you think you, you might think you already have, but you have the wishes and the desires, but you don't necessarily know, right? This gate also teaches you about others and the world around you. And all these things that you're learning, you can make use of that knowledge and you can help others to understand the things that you've learned from experience, wherever they're willing, right? And if you have the channel that leads to gate 36, then you can help others get through difficult emotional experiences psychologist anyone you know right now we have a huge need for counselors therapists social workers there's a mental health crisis in so many countries and that was before the recent troubles blew up now we have this has grown exponentially so this kind of person with gate 36 they're, they're really needed. This would be a fabulous way to use the purpose that you have to help other people if you can stand it for yourself, right? So you have to look, what do I need? And then can I give from a full cup, not an empty cup, right? And this is not about, purpose is not about sacrifice. People overuse that word. 
Sacrifice is, has no place actually in purpose. It has no place in raising children. I, I hear that a lot. I sacrificed this and I sacrificed that. No, you didn't. You had children and you made choices based on that fact. All of that was your choice. So your purpose is also your choice. It's not your sacrifice. If you're doing something that you really don't like and you're really not enjoying it, then I recommend you have a good look at that and stop doing it because it cannot be your purpose, right? We don't have a purpose that sits badly with us. It's, it's not your purpose to be miserable. So bear that in mind too, when you're taking a look at what you're doing and why you're doing it. Let's really be honest about why we're doing things too, because you can sometimes go for a, a default. You know, it's a divine plan or it's fate, it's foretold, it's, you know, I, I had this voice tell me I had to do it. Um, no, we have free will and you get to choose what you're going to do. And if you see that you have uh, a direction to go in and you choose not to do it, okay, then make a different choice. But know that the results are of your choosing. So that's something to think about. And I hope you've been making notes. And if you have questions, I'd love for you to ask me those. And we have another break. My goodness, we got there so fast. So don't go away. I'm Michaela Gaffinstone here on Navigating Complicated Relationships. And we're kind of navigating a pretty complicated one here with finding your purpose. Don't go away. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Michaela Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at GaffinStone.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back. I'm so delighted you're still here. Thank you. Um, I just want to take a moment to let you know that big things are happening at GaffinStone.com and my website is going to change. There's going to be a big rebranding happening. There's all sorts of things happening under the surface. So if you have not had your human design read yet, I invite you to go ahead and book yourself a reading 
sooner rather than later because things are changing and not everything will be available later. Later can be in a couple of weeks. So I recommend that you get into that soon, www.gaffinstone.com. Book a reading. My recommendation is always two because then you get the full range of things. Now you can get your chart done there for free and just that's it. You have the chart and done. Absolutely, you can. And you can also go and get a book and, and read about it. And you will miss a lot of information that is actually learned over years of working with it and mixing in intuition, the back and forth between us and so on. There's a lot missing when you simply read a book. So I do recommend that you come and get your human design blueprint translated for you. And that's, you know, next week or two. So let's get back to human design here. We have channel 11 to 56, and that's from the Ajna or the mind to the throat. Now, if you have that defined, you are somebody who speaks your mind. And that's a good thing. Don't let anybody stop you, because if you're not speaking your mind, you're going to get throat problems. And this is also associated with the thyroid gland. You're going to have all kinds of issues there if you don't speak your mind. So find ways to do that in a way that doesn't get you into trouble all the time, because that can be tiresome. A little trouble now and then is okay. So channel 11 to 56, if you have this one, oh boy, I would like to hang out with you because this is the channel of a gifted storyteller. And your stories are the way you get your message out so that people can hear it and understand it. Now, I'm not getting into a religious discussion right now, but if you open the Bible and look at the way it's written, it's stories, it's all stories. If you look at the way Buddhism is passed on, the Jataka tales, for example, attributed to Buddha, are all stories. And there's some amazing stories there that really get a message across. So you are the person who can do this. You can inspire, teach, guide, soothe. You can do all these things. You have an endless stream of ideas. And you're never at a loss for the right thing to say at the right moment. So if you do find yourself speaking out and getting into trouble, then I'm going to say you may have the gate of provocation as well. And those can interact and um, cause a little, you know, upheaval now and then. But the, the gifted storyteller, wow, can you have a purpose with that? How many things can you do with it? You can write books, you can tell stories, you can write lyrics to songs, you can convey your message to people in a way that they will hear you. So what message do you want to give them? Ooh, there's, there's so much that you could do with that. What would you like to say that nobody else is saying right now that would be helpful? You have the wisdom from experiences. You could put it into a story and it might be embellished a little and that's okay. Based on a true story is legit, right? You can use that to get your message across. Just for fun, I'm going to tell you one of my very favorite Jataka tales, which is it's carved on the temple walls at Borobudur in Indonesia. And this particular story has an image of a two-headed bird, but the two heads are one on top of the other, not side by side. So one on top of the other. The top head 
gets to eat all the fresh fruit and berries from the trees. Very happy, you know, like toddling along, just mm -mm, good food. But the bottom head is eating all the rotten fruit, the stuff that's fallen down and bruised. And the bottom head is getting more and more miserable. So it turns to the top head and says, can you pass me some of that good stuff? I'm really fed up of eating rotten fruit. And the top head, so full of itself and so pleased with life because it's never had a challenge really, says, you know, no, you just get on with what you're doing. I'm fine with what I have. You you just do your thing. The bottom head gets so depressed, it eats poison and dies. Okay, what happens to the top head? The same thing. The moral of the story is that if you have a lot, look after those who don't, because it benefits both of you in the end. Now, that's a story that's a couple of thousand years old. And boy, could we use that right now. You know, so this kind of storytelling, did you get the message I was saying in a way that landed more solidly than if I just said, hey, you know, if you've got money and you've got goods and and you've got more than you need, maybe we could share it with people. Or you should help others. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, everybody says that. Nobody really listens to it. Look how hard charities have to work to get money. But then look at what charities do with it when they get it. So that's another discussion for another day. Um, I do have the gate of provocation, by the way, just, just in case you were wondering. So if you have this channel, you can interpret the information that you get in a way that you can use it to entertain, you can inform, And you can help people to understand something that maybe they're missing and they need to move forward. So that's that's an incredible channel for you to have. Right. And you can speak your mind so you can get all of this out there for people. Now, if you have let's see if you have 43 to 23, that's the gate of individuality. It's also called structuring. And that's also the the mind to the throat. So this is somebody who has a unique perspective. You can see situations and concepts that other people don't see so clearly. How can you use that for your life's purpose? What help can you give to people who are stuck in a rut or who are doing something over and over again that's not working? And they, but yeah, I have to do it this way. It's always been done this way, right? How many times have you heard that? If, if you're in a situation where the manager or the boss, whoever you need to get agreement from, says, no, 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 we've always done it this way and this is how it's done, then I can tell you that is a massive red flag that you can wave around because they are stuck in a rut. They don't have the insights into situations and concepts that you can have and that they're not moving forward. Somehow they're in the wrong space. Either they're in the wrong headspace or they're doing the wrong job and they're just marking time. And that's what a waste of a life, right? To mark time. If you find you're just like, okay, I'll just get through another day and then it'll be fine. Well, I'll just get to this and then I can have a holiday. You know, this is not purpose. This is not living with purpose. It's not living on purpose. If you wake up, actually for a lot of people, Sundays can be a problem, right? The, the Sunday before Monday feeling of, oh, no, it's going to be Monday tomorrow. Oh, I don't want to do this. If you're having a miserable Sunday night because Monday's coming, oh, boy, you need to come and talk with me because you are totally in the wrong space. And there are things you can do. 
using your human design, even if you can't change your job right now, you can change the way you show up to your job. You can change certain aspects of how you do your job. And those things, just little shifts sometimes, can click things into place so that it's smoother, easier, more enjoyable to do. It might not be your life's purpose, but we can make it better right away. And then you figure out from there what to do next. But being stuck in something, in a situation, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a job, um, whether that's where you live, you know, if you're in a place that isn't really doing it for you, you're just not happy. You're not productive. You're not, you know, enjoying your days. Then what's the point? What is the purpose there? There is none. You're just in the wrong place and, and haven't found the way to get out yet. So find somebody who can give you these unique perspectives, because that's really going to help a lot. And if you can find somebody with a profile that has the number two in it, that person has a natural talent for knowing things. And one of the ways you'll know that they have this is they can't explain to you how they know what they know. They just do. And it works. So that kind of person can also really help to sort of pick you up and move you in a different direction if that's what you want. Or if you want full control, come and get your human design done. Come and have a look. You can have unique insight and you get to test it. See, I have a background in science and science is great. The application sometimes, not so much, but the science itself is great. You know, think of all the stuff that Oppenheimer did, right? The science was, wow, it caused all kinds of things that are wonderful to have now these days. But also there was the downside. So I digress. You are the scientist when it's human design. You're going to get the information. You go test it. If you get repeatable results, we have a winner. If you don't, first thing I'm going to look at is the time of birth, because maybe you didn't get that right. So, yeah, human design is going to be very helpful. Now, are you somebody who likes to network, foster connections? You might have a four in your design if you do. And this is where it's correct for you to reach out and work with people is through your network. So if you had that, you would know that any job or any direction that involves you cold calling or talking to people that you have no connection to, that's not going to work well for you. That will be one of those doors that you push on and it's not moving. <laughs> that's, that's not for you. But if you change to networking and you can have multiple networks, they can be from family to friends to connections, so on. It can be through work. You could think mycelium, right? The, the fungi that are throughout the planet, just under the surface, they have multiple networks. This is something that can work really well for you when you find the network that's right for you. Once you do, you're off and running. And that's you turning around and finding the door that opens. If you don't like networking and you do have a four, which someone has said in the comments, then I'd like to look at that and see what kind of networking you're looking at and how the approach is. Where is it coming unglued? Because a four does network naturally. And I haven't yet met one that isn't a networker at heart. It's just the right network. 
right? It's the right, finding the right people. And again, if you're forcing it, it's not going to work. So that's something to remember as well. So there's, there's so many aspects to your human design. And when something's a little off, there's often conditioning in there. And that's something that we want to look at and say, well, what stories are layered over the top of how you see this? What have you really discovered? Earlier, I mentioned storytellers. That person is likely to have had time at school where they were told, you talk too much. You don't pay attention. You're daydreaming. This, the, you know, lots of complaints about how you show up. But actually, that's because you're not designed to sit still and listen to somebody else. You're designed to build stories and to, and to learn from things around you. So where are the stories that have been layered over the top of who you really are and where your purpose is? How can you find it if you're layered with stories? That's something to think about, right? So as we go on another break, I can't believe it's the time is zipping today. We go on another break. Please don't go away unless you're getting your chart and you can do that while you're still listening. Okay. So to get your chart, it's gaffinstone.com. Hang on. Don't go anywhere. Be back in a minute. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Michaela Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at GaffinStone.com. Now back to the program. Yay, welcome back. I'm so glad you're still here and making notes, hopefully. I love to get questions. So if you have any questions after the show, find me on social media and ask them. I will answer you. So back to purpose and what that can look like. I mentioned fostering connections and your network, and that can be an amazing place to really shine. When you're in a network and you have the four in your chart, people will see you as an expert because you are, and you're their expert. So that's, that's a wonderful thing. Then living mindfully, that can actually be a purpose all of itself because other things can come from that. Who knows what they are until you do it, right? Achieving life balance. I prefer actually to say harmony rather than balance because balance implies equal sides and life isn't like that, but you can have harmony. Maybe it's something as diverse as protecting the environment. That can be a huge purpose for some people. But if you're working on that and it's not your purpose, it feels inauthentic, then you're not going to be as helpful as you might like to be. So it can, it can feel off. And if what you think is your purpose feels off, then again, I invite you to come and have a conversation with me. Now, Right now, while I still have it in front of me, I can see that uh, I have a reminder to tell you that next week's episode is, by popular request, Living with Narcissists. And yes, we are going to have a look at what is a narcissist, 
why, who, what does it look like? What do you do with it? What does it feel like? Who do they go for? Who are they attracted to? Um, here's the thing. Human design plays a part in that too. Now, before you get upset with me, I'm not saying certain designs create narcissists. That is way too simple. Tune in next week to get what I'm actually saying. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Now, leaping to entrepreneurs, because a lot of people that will be listening to this are probably in their own business. They might have a micro business, which means basically it's them, or a small business. It's, you know, 10 to 20 people working there, medium and so on. But entrepreneurship is a very tough direction to go in because you're literally making things happen every day. You're not relying on a structure that somebody else has created. You have to do all the creation. And a lot of people will feel, oh, my purpose in life is to be an entrepreneur and make a difference and change things and da-da-da-da-da. You know, they, they have a, a line of things that they want to do being an entrepreneur. That's very cool when it's true for you. But if entrepreneurship is simply getting away from a job you didn't like, then I'm going to say that's not sounding like purpose. What do you think? If, if you're getting away from something and using entrepreneurship as your path, then that's, that's not by definition going to be aligned because you're, you're moving away. What are you moving toward? If you're a solopreneur, if you're thinking about it, if you're just starting up your business or dreaming about that, have a, this is a great time actually for you to have a look and see, do I really want to be my own boss? Because that sounds wonderful. And so does communism, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever read the Communist Manifesto. Probably most people haven't. But if you have some spare time, have a look at it. It's brilliant. It's absolutely great on paper. The problem is when you apply it to people, because human beings don't work the way communism assumes they will. And that's where it all falls apart. So being your own boss is a lot like that. It looks great. It's just, oh, yeah, man, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to get up when I want to. I'm going to do these things my way. And, and that's wonderful as long as it lasts that way for you. But are you really aligned? Do you really feel that that's your purpose? Or is it just that you're in the wrong job right now or showing up in a way that's not helpful for the job you have? These are all questions that I would invite you to look at before you launch into the very tough direction of being a solopreneur or an entrepreneur with a few people around you. There's so much to navigate and you don't know what it's like yet. So consider, are you really aligned with your profession, your life choices, your location, the kind of place you're in, the things you're doing every day? There are, there are clues all around you as to whether you're in the right direction for you or not. Do you feel at the end of the day that your day was worth living? Did you have a day that was a really good day? How many of those do you have? Are they most of them? Do you feel like you're accomplishing something? Now, accomplishing something isn't somebody else's metric. It's yours. You measure it based on what's important to you. And that's really key to remember. If you take nothing else away from this conversation today, I would like you to take away that, first of all, human design has your blueprint. And secondly, 
Nobody else gets to tell you what's important to you or what your purpose is. These are your choices and you'll know when you're aligned with it. All sorts of things fall into place. You know the way people say time flies when you're having fun? It does. It goes really quickly. Today would be a wonderful example. I've been here talking to you for like 50 minutes now, and it doesn't feel like it. It's just zipped by because I'm on a subject that I really enjoy and the time rolls through. So how's your day going? Do you spend the time looking at the clock? Are you counting down the seconds? I've had a job like that and it's really not fun. And the thing is, it's not good for your boss either. They don't want you there like that. That's not helping them. It creates a toxic environment. And you don't want to be one of those people that creates a toxic environment, right? But you can't help it if you're not happy with what you're doing. So it's something, make some notes, have a look at what do you love to do? What do you really not love to do? And where's your harmony with this? How much are you doing in your day that is drudgery? And how much are you doing in your day that really flows along and, you know, feels great? It's not so much effort, right? You don't have to struggle. That's something that is very societal. You're told if you're struggling, then you're doing it right. You know, you've got, you got to work hard. you got to struggle, work three jobs. That is utter nonsense put out there by people who benefit from you working three jobs and struggling. This is not legit at all. Nobody's life should be that way. So I invite you to really look at what's working for you. And if you're stuck or if you're just interested to see what the next steps could be, then come and have a conversation with me and we'll see what your next steps could look like. As I said, I have a lot of changes coming so very, very soon. I'm working on them right now and I'm excited about that. So get in for your human design sooner rather than later to make sure that it all works out for you and, and we have time to do it. And I think some final questions to leave you with. What if your purpose is outside of your work altogether? What if you don't have to find your purpose in your work? as a solopreneur, as a professional, or as anything else. What happens if your purpose is all in your hobbies? Or what if you haven't started it yet? Think about those things and see what lights up for you. You know, human design gives you permission to feel your way through instead of logic your way through. I look forward to talking to you very, very soon. Meanwhile, see you next week for Living with Narcissists. That's going to be quite the episode, I promise you. I will see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Navigating Complicated Relationship Show. Makayla returns Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember every relationship is a journey. And with the right tools, you can create stronger, more fulfilling connections.